Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. All right. This is so exciting. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. I get to interview two of the most important people in my life. They're the funnest. They're the coolest. They're the most respected Paul Mitchell School owners in the network. And I know that every single Paul Mitchell School owner would say that about Steve and Terry Cowan. Thank you both for being on today. Oh, thanks for having us. And, and by the way, don't forget to send me your Venmo number so I can forward you the cash for saying those things. <laughs> hey, you got it. Because you know what? We all need cash right now. So I will definitely send it to you. And I, I appreciate the fact that you two are sitting six feet apart right now. So that's really awesome. So Terry, stay away from your husband. No making yes. out during this yes. series, this interview, okay? <laughs> you have to contain yourself. I love it. So Steve and uh, Terry Cowan are, as I mentioned, are fellow Paul Mitchell school owners. They also own a distributorship called Professional Salon Concepts, which is one of Inc. Magazine's list of the top 500 privately owned companies in the United States. They were also named in Modern Salon Magazine Distributor of the Year. They were named American Salon Magazine the Diamond Award for Excellence in Customer Service. Terry and Steve are one of the most respected, funny speakers and trainers in the salon industry. They have a course that they teach called Today's Performance is Tomorrow's Traffic to help salon owners see their business through the customer's eyes. Wow, do we ever need that right now, that course, right? And it's, I bet you guys are starting to think about some of the content that you've created in the past, how it's really gonna come into fruition because crisis comes opportunity and the opportunity to really even give more. How are you both doing through this crisis, this pandemic? What's the reality of what's going on with both of you? I'll start. First of all, we all, what I've noticed is we all handle stress very differently. You know, there's an expression that says uh, when stress is present, it means change something or change is trying to take place and you won't let it. Wow. What a message this world has gotten. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously um, the stress that we have felt has been at times not even be you're not even able to identify what those emotions are. So we handle, together we handle it differently as leaders, as parents, as, as a head of our family. We're, we're walking um, completely different. And what I mean by that is, usually I'm the talker, right? I mean, I'm usually not at a loss for words and I'm usually asking questions or talking about something. During this whole time, I've been very quiet and almost have gone into hiding emotionally. And I, I know that's not healthy, but I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. And here's why, Tina, it's because I'm a planner. And when I can't plan or create an opportunity for other people with my plans and my ideas, um, I'm kind of lost and not having a, a date to be able to say, now, look, we can do this. Let's do this, 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 these strategies and come back stronger like this. Is, is put me in a, in a mode of, of almost silence. 
it's been easier to talk about and for our customers than it has been, been able to talk about our own business. And we'll give you some examples of that in a moment. But you, you've been the opposite. You've been the talker during this mm -hmm. when you're usually more silent. Isn't that bizarre? Wow. And I, I think it's just a, a difference in the way that, again, that, that we respond to things and, and we react to things. Uh, I kind of set out to take in the most information that I possibly could during this time. First of all, I never expected in, in my life uh, to have to lay people off or furlough people. Um, that day, I, I don't think I'll ever forget, uh, Friday, March the 20th. The look on their faces, um, yeah. And, and with, with all the families represented and the people that worked for us, looking back with, with fear and with hope and with uh, just uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And having to tell them that, that our, our view had to be on the bigger picture and that's protecting a, a company so that they had something to come back to. And that it, it was a, it, it was really more of a commitment to them to make that move uh, of furloughing them. And, and also we had done our homework to know that they were going to be in good hands on the other side of it while they were away from the company. And, and uh, I mean, it was, it was, I never thought we'd be there. Well, I had the chance to experience that a couple more times as we went through a couple rounds of furloughs with our schools mm -hmm. uh, because the entire staff wasn't needed for our temporary distance education. So I had to, you know, to be honest, I've got a lot longer track record with the people that work at our distributorship, but still for the most part, we've got a 10 year track record, 11 year track record now in the school business, but it, it, it felt different. It felt like we were asking a lot of kind of blind faith from them that we really meant what we were saying. Uh, I, I think of one person in particular that, that still today, her biggest fear is, is that we're not gonna invite her back. And mm. it's never crossed our mind. Of course we're inviting her back. She's part of our team and we want her to be part of our team, but can't convince her of that. Every little thing that happens, um, she's, she's worried. She's just a, a worried person. Well, right I think your people that are, um overthinkers. Can you imagine what they're going through right now? Because I'm not, I'm not a thinker like that. Um, and really, even this, Steve said, you know, is, are you, are you in fear? No, I'm, I'm not in fear. That, that's not my thing. I mean, I think our faith is, is what carries us, right? So it's the unknown. It's not fear. It's the unknown. I mean, we're supposed to have the answers. And, and we don't. What we do have the answers for, we've given them. We've done our due diligence and, and whether it been unemployment or uh, making sure that every employee has, has signed up for unemployment. If they got overwhelmed, we're gonna help them through the process. We're talking about protecting their insurance. We wanted to make sure that they, all the questions and the fear they might have, we had to ease their mind, ease their pain. And, but still, how do you do that when you don't know? Well, what we don't know is when we're coming back. That's, that's, but and, that's, and, and that's, that's the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Because if we knew, if there was a date on the calendar that we knew we were coming back, then, then you could begin planning. So our, what we've tried, give you an idea of what we try to do. Um, and a lot of it, Tina, is, is really the, you know, clearly uh, 
it's the hand of God. It's not anything that we're responsible for. We're just listening and saying yes. Um, but interestingly enough, every year at Christmas, we give our top clients, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and a large number of our top clients, we give uh, a book. This year, we gave the book Stay Positive by John Gordon. And oh, Daniel my gosh. Beck. And you you talk about a book full of things that are needed to be read right now, today and every day throughout this crisis, Mm -hmm. they're there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, by chance, we gave that book away, not having any view that that coronavirus even existed. Well, then, um, there were a couple of things that, that came along right about the time we were going through all of this. And one was a, uh, a message in church, and then it was followed by a post on the internet that I saw, which basically said the same thing. And it said, you know what, we can't, but God can. And, and of course, you know, it's like, duh, yeah, that's what, that's what we believe. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that this doesn't make sense without that, without God in our life. This, uh, you know, and, and the post that I saw that went along with that was, uh, when, when we feel fear creep up, we need to put our focus on faith and the faith that we have because both are uh, both relate to some to an event that hasn't happened yet what we fear is in the future what we have faith about is our look toward the future mm-hmm. so let's not have fear let's make sure that we have faith and so kind of faith not fear has been one of the the, the, the you know the monikers that we've uh, that we've gone by and so uh, what we did, and I think this might this might help uh, some of the some of your listeners, and we've encouraged salons to do that. Is this is a time to over communicate? We've asked each of our department heads uh, to have a weekly Zoom call, weekly Zoom call, with uh, with their teams, and it's not a business call at all. I mean, heck, everybody's furloughed. It's a care call. It's a care call. We lead with mm-hmm. care first. And so we just want to check in. We want to look in their eyes. We want to acknowledge fear if there's fear. We, want to, we just want to let them know we're here and we're not going anywhere and, and we're thinking about them every, every day. So that's one of the things. The other thing that we've done is, is we've gone to a three-time-a-week uh, live broadcast on Facebook. And that's talking not only to our team, but more, you know, I don't want to say more importantly, but... It reaches out to our clients because when the CARES Act passed, it's so exciting. I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, it, it got through the Senate unanimously, mm-hmm. uh, expected it to take another week to get through the House, and here it was done in a day. And then you see President Trump signing it, and you see this big stack of, uh, big stack of notebooks next to him. Um, <laughs> It was like 884 pages, the CARES Act. And, and I just thought when I saw that, I thought hairdressers, I know there's benefits for them in that mm-hmm. and salon owners and students, future professionals. But to have the patience to get through that and then for anybody, you know, we all have different advisors in our lives, whether it be our accountant, our attorneys, uh, financial uh, advisors. The fact of the matter is hairdressers usually aren't long on that. And they're they don't very, have the they don't have the attention span for that either. Yeah, hairdressers don't have the attention span, and in a lot of cases, the desire to go through all of that 
So we felt a need to be able to go through and start with what was the most pertinent for them and, and encourage them to do, uh, you know, to do various things, to ask questions, decide what's right for them. Um, but, but we kind of tried to demystify it at a time when literally the CARES Act was being adjusted and updated every, every night. Every day, yeah. Every night. Um, and, and so it's, it's been a hard target to hit. But, but the, the main message, again, even in those, even where we have content, which we do have a lot of content, the main message is care. Mm. And, and, and we found uh, just an incredible uh, response from our tribe, from our, from our group that, 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 that watches. And it wasn't intended for anybody other than that. The other thing that, that we've done is really tried to look at um, ways to ease their mind on how they're going to bring their businesses back. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we think about opening the doors again, it's not just going to be unlock the doors, turn the lights on, make a pot of coffee. I mean, this is going to be high impact. Um, all the customers are going to try to get in at the same time. And we've come up with some really nice ideas where We've said, um, you know, I thought back to the restaurant industry and we were talking one night in the airline industry, you know, what happens when an airline cancels a flight? How do they move those uh, passengers onto another flight, not at the expense of all the other ones for that day? We also talked about how a restaurant facilitates a large party of 60 people while the restaurant is moving operationally. So we came up with a couple of ideas for them, like come back with a limited menu, like a restaurant says, all 60 of you, the, the menu has been created for you. You have a choice of three or four options only. That's to improve the efficiencies. So what we're saying is primarily what your guests are going to need when they first come back is a haircut or a touch-up, right? Mm -hmm. Those two things. Um, we would suggest to limit those, put everyone on a very strict uh, schedule so we can accommodate more people versus just allowing the open menu that can get um, a little bit, how, how do I want to say, um, heavy handed, mm -hmm. meaning the customer wants this, 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 this. And we really could have done more services. We want to get more people in, not for the money, but because the people want to be in, be get in and get service. There's pent up demand. Oh my goodness. And so you don't want to, you don't want a wasted be... moment in the day. You also don't want to create a situation where there's more people in the business than what's safe because we're not going to go from lockdown to open the floodgates and everybody's going to feel comfortable being in crowds again. Well, right. you will have, you'll have a lot of them. We came up with an idea that, um, and I, and I loved it, Steve, we were, we were talking about it because some people thought they were gonna open up, what was it March in Illinois, No, in Illinois, uh, our initial lockdown was until April 7th. So they, so started, they started taking reservations mm -hmm. right after that and then mm -hmm. they found another one. So now all that work was for not. And Steve said, well, why not do it week one, week two, week three, start scheduling it based on the, the week and that way, when you open, you've got all of it in place and you don't have to do it all over again. So whoever's scheduling right now for week one, whenever week one is released, it could be May 1st, it could be May 15th, it could be April 30th, but week one will all be the same. Mm -hmm. And now you're not having to do all that work over again. So all you'd have to Incredible. do is to confirm that appointment instead of 
move people around because when they started scheduling based on what they thought was going to be the comeback date, um, the book filled. And so it required a reset on the reservation book. That's mm -hmm. all, it, you know, start from kind of start from scratch and then go with week one, week two, and it might go through week six, seven or eight, depending yeah. on, on exactly what happens. But as soon as we've got that comeback date, then we put an actual calendar date to it, confirm those appointments. And then also, and we also tell them we're going to have a limited menu. These are the two services we're offering during the first 60 days, mm -hmm. right? And I think that the guest will understand if we can start putting that plan in motion now. We can also start talking about ways we can give back, whether it's to other merchants in the area and teaming up, or perhaps give a percentage of proceeds to a cause. We can get involved with other things during that time. Do we need to reduce our prices if you think it's necessary? Do we need to raise our prices if you think it's necessary? But this is the time to be planning your comeback. Also, if there's services that aren't bringing enough dollars in for the square footage that's dedicated to it in the business, eliminate that service. This is a good time to spring clean your offerings and come back with things that you want to do that you haven't had time to do. You know, what's the biggest excuse that most owners have in their businesses is we don't have time. Well, goodness, we've had a lot of time. Let's not waste it. And some of it is also for wellness. Um, I think we started talking about this yesterday before my, my phone mm -hmm. uh, acted up, but you know, what are you doing yourself to prepare and take care of you? It was, we were talking to um, a counselor the other day and she said, uh, how are you two doing? And she gave me an assignment, which is kind of funny for me. She said, now, Terry, I want you two or three times a day to start with your toes. Remember I told you this yesterday? Mm -hmm. I love start that. With your toes, talk and have your toes tell you how they're feeling and go up to your ankles and go. And I said, it, my toes don't talk back to me. I don't know. I was saying, come on toes. Is there anything there? Anything? Nothing, nothing. So anyway, I told her, I said, you know, I, she goes, I know some people that doesn't work for. I said, well, it didn't work for me. I said, but breathing has helped me. And um, also, What's helped me is um, mindless tasks that mm -hmm. I can get lost. You know, I cleaned the garage and Jack and I picked up sticks in the yard and, and um, what else did I do? Oh, I, I took care of mom's closet and just little things that, that I've been able to do. And, you know, she said to me, she said, that's wonderful. That's a form of, of uh, mindfulness and a form of meditation and that's really gonna help you. And I was so proud of myself when she said that, right? <laughs> I said, oh, oh, thank you. I'm, I must be getting better. Um, so what are the owners that's doing? You know, it, it, it really is. I mean, how many people are saying they're purging and they're, they're mm -hmm. cleaning? And that is a form of, of mindfulness that you're giving back to yourself during this time. And, you know, I told Steve, I wish we could paint a wall or something right now. You know, <laughs> I, I just feel like we should be doing something else for mindfulness. Now, here's another thing. Um, we focus every single day in the beauty industry about the exterior beauty, right? I mean, gosh, I think about the seven services I need right now. And, but right now is a time to be able to communicate with our guests um, 
internal beauty and internal peace and mm. messages of encouragement and and does anyone need anything um you know just just being able to know that they've got someone out there that that is rooting for them and thinking about them and that i think that's really key right yeah so i love this okay this you're gonna love this you're gonna love it because of john gordon's book that's so funny we started just reading that book too which is crazy and we have our next level salon leadership and that's part of our uh book that we're reading for next month which is attitude it's like hello uh so i put down be positive so these are the steps to be positive and this is what i extracted from the both of you number one we can't but god can and mm -hmm. i love number two because it says when uh fear creeps up but you focus on faith so let's dig a little bit deeper into that because i i think it's important for someone to hear both of those right now because some people will say well i don't believe in god so that's not going to help me so what's your what's your thought process what do you want to say to that person right now that's saying that well i think the thing that that i want to say is is that that they're even wondering about it is saying something. Mm -hmm. I, I think that I would tell a friend or a foe that right now, this is a pretty steep task to think about by yourself and to put on your own shoulders and say, I've got to figure a way to get through this. Um, we know the way the story ends already. And, and we know that God is with us. And, and, and so for, for those people, I, I would just, I'd invite them, you know, invite them to, to look deeper in themselves and, yeah. and, find, and find out exactly what they're being called to do. Because I, I really believe that that's part of this time that we've been given. People talk about the, the new norm, whatever the new norm is going to be. Well, I love the meme that said, who cares about, uh, who cares about the old norm? It wasn't working. You know, yeah. I mean, think about Think about the world and the direction that we were going. Um, we were going in our, in our own way. And, and I think that really we're called to follow his way. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and you know what? I mean, I also recognize that uh, the way we see God may be uh, different than the way another person does. And that's okay. But, you know, I, I love the phrase that says, I turned to God and found that he'd been facing me all along. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's some, something my husband always says, he's like, well, someone will say to him, well, I don't believe in God. And, and then he'll say, well, why don't you just try it and see what happens? <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the worst could happen? Yeah. And something I've been really talking to people about Steve and Terry, which I love that you said that because I said the very first step you need to do is be grounded and you have to be grounded physically right now and spiritually. Those are those two areas. And it's crazy because it was quite a few years ago that God just spoke to me and said, your non-negotiables have to be physical and spiritual. And so it's, I've been focusing on those two areas for years now. And I feel like it's prepared myself for now because I believe what's coming out of people right now is because of seeds that weren't planted, the proper seeds years ago. And so I believe with crisis reveals character, reveals things that were planted, maybe fear thoughts, maybe worry thoughts that we have too much. And so it's the first couple of days, Steve, 
I was freaking out. I was watching the news and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get off this news. What am I doing? <laughs> I tell everybody to not watch the news and I'm watching the news and I'm living this fear state at that moment. And so since then I stopped doing that. And I just get, I educate myself with the CDC website, of course. And of course it's easy to get education, you know, without having to watch the news. And so, yeah, so be grounded. And then I put number three, I love that you said this, you guys, is now's the time to over communicate. And, and I love the honesty that the both of you had of, of saying, Terry, you're like, I just went silent. And I had a moment where I just went silent with my staff too. Cause I was like, man, what am I going to say to them? Cause sometimes I'm a little bit too over the top excited about life, you know? And it's like, I need to match their energy right now. And, and I love what Kelly Cardenas said recently. He said, you need to know the temperature in the rooms. Like we need to know the temperature mm -hmm. of our people. And so we need to match their energy and see where they're at. So I love that you said the check-in points we've been doing this with our Be Nicer Else teams and with our salon teams and our leadership teams and, and sitting down and saying, okay, where are you at? Before I even start a meeting on a scale of one to 10, 10 means you're feeling incredible. One means you're feeling absolutely horrible. Like just be honest, there's no judgment. And I love Planet Fitness because they have uh, this gym. It has, it's so Paul Mitchell, right? It says no judgment zone. <laughs> and I'm like, that's us. Right. And I said, listen, no judgment, like just write down, be really honest and truthful right now. And then I'll have the people who are tens, you know, speak like, fill me up right now, fill me up, tell me, you know, why you're a 10 and, and help us, you know, we got to fill ourselves up. And so I love that you said that, but the most important thing you said to communicate care. So talk to that salon owner right now or, or school leader that's, man, you know, I never was really communicating care too much before, you know, but now I have to step up and communicate care. So what's some small practical steps they could take to communicate care? Well, I think it starts with the willingness to be vulnerable and to be transparent. Um, I think that it's another time to lead when you, when you are coming from your heart mm -hmm. first and they feel safe with you, then they feel that care. Um, so I, I think that trying to teach a, a salon owner, you know, hairdressers are the best people people I've ever met in my life. They, they get it. They understand people. Um, they didn't, they, they might not have learned uh, a book learning or, you know, in a, in a college or university, but, but they've learned from touching people and looking in their eyes and bringing out the beauty in them. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's the same thing. They just have to, right now, they have really uh, one customer to take really good care of, and that's their teams, so that, that as a team, they can take really good care of their guests. And I have to step away because <laughs> I've got a call uh, that I've got to jump on. Uh, but Thank Tina, you, Steve, you're love awesome. You. Love Brian love too. And, and all the best <laughs> to your family. Thanks for blessing us with your presence. I love oh. it. I love Terry, what he said, because he talked about basically it's people before profit. And I think this is where a lot of us got it wrong in the past. We are so focused and a lot of salon owners are so focused working with their clients that they forgot about their people. And now they're kind of caught off guard right now 
because they were so focused on their clients that they didn't focus on building their people. And this is something that we train in our next level salon leadership. And I know you do this as well is how are you going to pour into your people? You need to spend time with them. And most of them don't even spend time doing one-on-ones. And I know this has happened in our schools too, because it's not part of the system to do one-on-ones. Well, we've created that system in our schools because you've got to build safety because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And so talk about that, Terry, like what are some discoveries that you've had? And by the way, how many salons do you guys coach by the way? Because I love the fact that as a distributor, you're educating them. That's huge. No wonder why you were the distributor of the year. And so when you do coach salon owners, coach them right now or coach a leader right now of how to project that I care about you. So I I think a couple of things to just doing a Zoom meeting and connecting with all of them. I mean, you know how good they are with technology. Most of them are better than we are. So, but showing them how real you are during this time. I mean, when we were talking about temperature read on a scale of one to 10, make sure you include yourself too. I mean, there's times that I'm great. And then, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm best, um, last night I, I lit a fire and, um, by myself on the deck and just stood there and, and watched it. It was very peaceful for me. And to connect with them is saying, what are your best ideas for peace? I mean, some people need to work out. God bless them. Good. I'm proud of them. Proud of those people. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not Terry Cowan, but having them all share the ways that they're being good to themselves during this time. Um, you know, some people, can you imagine, are homeschooling their children? I mean, the stress at home is, is really tough. And what's the question everyone's asking yeah. each other? How are you holding up during this? And usually yes. Steve says, same as you, because it's all it's all the same, right? But what are those things that bring you joy right now, just really mm-hmm. joy. And how much are we missing just the interaction with other adults in some cases? Wow, right? that's so good. I love it. Okay, so um, I put down in order to be vulnerable and to be transparent, to show how much you care, the leaders have to go first. Absolutely. They have to go first. And, and so whenever you're conducting like a meeting or whatever, just be super vulnerable and share where you're at. And I think that, cause they'll be able to read right through you. They can always sure. read right through. Everything's you. fine. No, yep. it's not. Yeah. And you know, there's a couple of things that, that have happened, whether it's you're going for um, the, the loans or the process of working with a bank or people not getting back to you. We had something happen with our staff and uh, we were on a call with the consultants and I, I was over Steve's shoulder listening and, they all, we asked all of them to file for unemployment. And, you know, you just don't know the voices. People have how many voices in their heads. They could have their husband who's, who's um, saying, that's not true. That's not what I was told. So mm-hmm. you, you have to say, I, I, I respect what your husband heard. This is the research we've done. And can you imagine how confusing those homes are when they've got all these different views and opinions? And, and then, you know, the politics side of everything has gotten ugly. That's why I'm not watching the news myself. And, mm-hmm. and but one of the things that happened during our call is um, Steve, was, Steve was conducting 
the, the care call. And one of the consultants said to him, um, I was told by unemployment that you, that you denied our claim, that PSC denied my claim, which just wasn't, wasn't true at all. But can you imagine the doubt that they had even for that instant? Right. That Steve and I let them down. Right. Even for that, that moment. And, and until, until Steve said, that's absolutely not true, we'll get on it right now. But when they were alone at home and had that contact with, um, with the unemployment office saying your, 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 your employer has denied your claim, that's what made me so sad, thinking I cannot believe they had a, an uncomfortable moment. Because what we're trying to do for our staff right now, and I'm sure all the owners in the room is trying to uh, lessen their load, lessen their right. burden. Uh, right. and, and sometimes the system is going to, um, gosh, fight you on that. So as a result of having these care calls, I was really proud of the employee that first brought it up because that couldn't have been easy. And then other people were nodding. Yes, mine was declined to or denied. And Mm-hmm. And then he had to say, okay, we're going to take these steps. This is what could have happened. And we're on it today on your behalf. And then we followed up, but we're not going to be able to protect those, whether they're watching the news or the system lets them down. We've got to be the ones that, that are their advocate. We are there. We are their employer. We are their advocate. And we're the ones that are going to fight the good fight for them. And we're willing, so we're willing to risk an uncomfortable moment with the system to bring out the best for our employees. Yeah, be their advocate. And, and I love that. The bottom line is just be their advocate because I'm watching, I'm on all these forums right now, uh, salon owner masterminds and a bunch of different forums, SOS, uh, salon owners, right? And a lot of them are just like mad at their people and it just breaks my heart. Right. And so it it just makes me so, so sad to see that. And you bottom line, in order to be in business, to be an owner, you've got to care about your people. You've got to be that advocate. Right. Here's the thing. Huge. If if leadership is weak, if leadership um, has trouble leading, this is when your people are going to jump your ship. Yes. This This is that time where they say, you know what? I don't want to go back there. Yes. That's why you have to keep connected with them so they know they're in good hands with yeah. you. Be connected. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's key. Stay connected. Oh, that's good. Okay. And then I put number four, uh, Terry, educate mm-hmm. yourself on efficiency. And I love that you said to plan your comeback right now. And so I have steps to that too. And I think it's now I know why you won distributor of the year, because here you are, you're just constantly thinking about how you can add value. You go above and beyond of what you're supposed to do. And I love this because this is, you know, this is who you guys are. This is who you really are. And so number one, you said the first 60 days, brilliant idea, come back with a limited menu so you can be more efficient and handle more. Yes. Right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, um, you know, really, really get, um, uh, get in with really good ideas with your reservation book. So having, you know, the first week planned out, I love that. And number three, 
this was huge. This really hit me. I starred this one. I'm going to make sure our teams are doing this is ways to give back right away. And, you know, that's so helpful with the Be Nice or Else teams because it's always in our schools and we're always thinking of ways to give back. I'm working with my teams right now of, of giving back to each other right now. So one of the things that we're doing is I keep uh, really challenging them to go after the one man down this week. Whoever you see down, go after them. Everybody chase them, you know, encourage phone mm -hmm. calls, whatever it takes, go after that one man down right now. And, and I love the fact that you came up with some ways to give back. So what are some practical things that you think the salons can be doing right away when they get back? It, um, this is a hard one because I think that the thing that they're going to have to do the best is their, is their operations has to be really strong because the phone is going to ring off the hook. Steve and I encourage not allowing um, online scheduling during this time either. What I would do for salons is I would say all haircuts are going to be uh, 30 or 45 minutes. That way we can schedule and get more people in. And the other thing is um, all touch-ups will be done in 30 minutes rinse. We might not be doing as much um, styling during this time. So when you think about limited menu, look what it can do. You, you really have to think about it because you're going to say, well, my customers, I, I understand that. But during this time, this is what we're doing. Also, maybe you have evenings that color correction is only going to be done after five o'clock if you want to offer it or certain days we're only going to do extensions or whatever have you because you want to control the pace of the business. The other thing is, is that you could do is uh, your, you could be giving uh, first responders uh, priorities mm. during this time or even teachers during this time or people you could figure out a way to celebrate uh, the people in the community. And, wow. Oh gosh, mic drop. Yeah, right? give first responders priorities. I love it. Everybody write that down. I think we should all do that. That's huge. And, I love and you know, because usually they're on a 12-hour uh, shift in a lot of mm -hmm. cases. Maybe you start the day with first responders and end them with first responders. Um, I, I think you have to be very conscious of not coming back and looking like a nightclub with your music. You might want to have a more serene setting yes. at first because there is going to be a lot of conversation about fear. And how do you do that with boom, 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 boom in the background, right? So maybe you come back and it's just a little bit, a little bit more mellow, not depressing. That's not what I'm saying, but just a little, a little softer. You know, I, I think about um, how you are going to ask your staff not to come back and wear this virus around um, so we give extra life to it in our businesses. And what I mean by that is this, uh, and this is going to be a, a story I hope people can relate to. I was teaching a class with Steve one time and, and they said, a lady raised her hand and said, I, I don't want to come across like I'm not uh, sincere and that I'm not um, a caring owner. But I have to tell you, I've got two employees that have cancer right now. And that's all our business talks about every day from the time we open to the time we close is about cancer. And I've got customers saying, hey, they're not coming in to hear about cancer. 
what am I going to do? I don't want to be insensitive to the people that have cancer. And I, and I thought about it for a moment and I said, you know what? I think we bring our group together and say, you know what? Cancer's winning out mm. there. And, and here we're going to be a safe place. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh, that's and brilliant. So, so what we're going to do during this time is saying, you know, the virus kicked our tail. But when we come back, it's not going to take over our lives here. Let's try to be redirecting. Let's try to uh, communicate. Because if we're not careful, our businesses can look like wakes. Yeah, it could be like a funeral home when we come back. And everyone's got a story and people want to share, but we also want to make sure that we come back to this oasis of wellness. And that's the environment that we want to create. And that's going to take some disciplines. Um, wow. That's what's tough. That's not easy for It's easier at our age to understand how important this is. Um, the younger you are, the more they're more attracted to drama. And so you're going to have to lead, lead them through this and say, how do we create this, this safe environment for our, for our customers? Terry, that's huge. I can't wait for my salon leaders to hear this because that really made me think to make sure that we do that. And I put down as education also, I love that you said reduce or raise your prices if you think it's necessary. And yeah. I love that you said that because that's the same message that I have been giving all of the salon owners that I've been coaching right now, that you have to do what you think is right for you, but you make sure your team buys into whatever decision you make because people support what they help to create. And I watch way too many leaders tell their people what to do instead of going and asking and brainstorming together and make that decision together. Well, you know, the bottom line is the owner does have, the owner does have the final decision, right? right. But if you say to them, these are the reasons why, mm -hmm. and these are the whys, and I need your support on it. Remember the W-H-Y, always, if they understand the W-H-Y apostrophe S, it makes them wise, W-I-S-E, right? So if you, if I, I say why all the time, why, 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 even to Steve, because if I don't understand, how do I support? We still have the final decision, but let's make sure that our people understand our positioning on it and that you know you have support going into it. The other thing that can happen during this is if you want during that first 60 days to see more people and have a limited menu, Maybe you don't raise your prices or maybe you're going to say some of the proceeds because we're going to be expediting our menu a little bit. Um, we're going to be giving back to the community. Yes. But when, you, but when you come back, when you come back, let's say October 1st, you're starting with a, a, a new menu and you're creative with it. Maybe that's when your prices can change a little bit, but just, just think through. I think you've got two steps. When you come back, facilitate that first or first round of, of guest count, which is six to eight weeks. And then you come back with the new menu and, and rescheduling back. Wow, so Terry, I love you so much. Okay, the quote of the day is this, when they understand the wise, W-H-Y-S, it makes them wise, W-I-S-E. Powerful, powerful. Yes. Thank you for that. And then I put down uh, number five for education, educating your uh, salons is 
training and not to waste time. I love that you said that because there's so much you could be doing right now to get ready for your comeback. And I love that you said that because what we did is we took our salons, Terry, and we divided them up in three different groups. So they, uh, we encouraged them to join one of the groups and they all did. They're super Good. excited about it. We have one that's building the sanitation team to build up. How can we, Great. you know, really make our place more sanitary? What are we going to do differently that we didn't do before? The next one is the create magic team. You'll appreciate that. It's how to let's, how, let's really, really up next level our customer service. And then number three came from Robert Cromains, and that is uh, how to have a re-grant opening. So how are we going to really, really celebrate our clients when they come back? And that kind of goes along with kind of what you were saying, um, having the serene music. So that's number six, um, having, asking the staff not to wear the virus. You know, yeah, the virus kicked our butt, but it's not in here. And I love that you said that let's make it an oasis of wellness. And, mm -hmm. and so that team's all building that. So I'm making them a part of, you know, something new. And I think they feel like they're really a part of something big and right. to make it big, better, different. Right. And then, so number five, to be positive, I put what you talked about is wellness. And I'm so glad you talked about the way you meditate. Cause mine is my, my family thinks I'm crazy. I'm always cleaning the kitchen, Carrie, but I, it's, meditating now i know i'm meditating because it's my mindless task you know it's a mindless task so i love cleaning the kitchen i love decluttering i love throwing things away my husband y'all appreciate this he goes to the garbage every day to see what i threw away so that he can pull it back out <laughs> so now i'm gonna say i'm sorry i was meditating i was meditating my darling yes meditation Meditation and breathing is so important because 60% uh, of our exhale re releases bad toxins. So I love that. And you said uh, working out, which that is a form of meditation for me every morning. I used to go to the gym, of course. I talked about Planet Fitness and I just went back to my beach body uh, workouts at home. And I actually started thinking, Terry, maybe I want to continue that on because I feel like I'm saving a lot of time not having to drive to the gym. So I might want to take that back on. I'm not sure yet. We'll decide after we come back. Um, but also that you talked about internal peace, you know, wellness and internal peace. What are some other ways to really gain that wellness and internal peace to maintain your positivity? I, I think that a lot of owners in the room took a risk, right? I think, I think when you take a risk and you accomplish that is a, uh, a reward you take with you the rest of your life. Like, I can do it. You know, I, I always talk about what do you want? What do you want? How bad do you want it? Will it what are you willing to risk? And, and I don't know if I've, I've ever shared with this with you, but I always talk about a thousand jumps. Have you ever heard me talk about a no, thousand jumps before? No, I want to well, hear it. So when I was, um, my gosh, I was going to say seventh grade, and I was allowed to go to my first high school football game. And I came around the corner and I had been cheering since I was, I don't know, eight years old for peewee football or something. But I came around the corner and, and uh, the band started marching in. And even to this day, if I hear a band, I don't know why, but it just 
fuels my soul. I love anything about it. And I guess it's the drum and the, and the noise and just the spirit of it. I mean, I just want to start rooting everyone on. And uh, then the cheerleaders were behind it, the varsity cheerleaders coming in and creating noise and getting people fired up. And I said, oh my gosh, who's that? Those are the varsity cheerleaders. At that moment, at that very moment, I declared, I'm, I'm going to do that. Not, I'd like to do that. No. I have to do that, I'm going to do it. And I started doing a thousand jumps every single day at home. We had a breezeway, do you know what a breezeway is? Do you know? Yes, what yeah, underneath, is? yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a lot of people, probably our listeners that don't know what it is, but so. <laughs> don't Google I, it. <laughs> we had a, yeah, Google, Dr. Google. So we had a, a stand-up freezer. So I would do a thousand jumps every day mm. and uh, and then my hands used to go like this and my mom would tape rulers on both my hands so I would learn how to have a, she'd tape rulers so I learned how to have a real straight hand. And I, even in, um, when it was too cold to be in the breezeway, if you went down our hallway, which is probably this long, and you went down in the basement, it would, it would concave in our finished basement. And people would say, what's that? Oh, that's, that's where she jumps. You know, everyone just knew she jumps because <laughs> we weren't tumblers back then, but we were jumpers. And when it was time, and this is what, I, what I'm thinking about when people say, gosh, I want to be a $100,000 hairdresser. When you declare to you, I never want to be embarrassed in front of myself. I think that's the worst embarrassment of all is knowing better and and being disappointed in yourself. I think to take action, you have to absolutely be crystal clear on what you want. When I was doing those thousand jumps and it was time when they'd said, okay, trying out, we're gonna start try out. Some people don't start trying out or practicing for two days before. How do they think they're gonna make it? I don't get that. And they'd say to me, well, you made it. And I'd say, I put the time in, you know, I don't know. And they go, oh, you don't even have to try out. We all know you're going to make it. Yeah, but were you there when I was doing the thousand jumps? Mm. Right? Now, here's what's interesting about that. I've gone back to all of our high school reunions. And to this day, I have people come up to me and say, you know, I, I wanted to cheer with you. But I was too afraid. Mm -hmm. And I said, why didn't you tell me? I would have helped you. I, I didn't, I didn't know. And it's, it's one of my biggest regrets. That's something I can tell you that when you really know what you want and then you put it into place, there's no regrets. Yeah. No regrets. Right? I think there's a lot of people yeah. that, that live with, live with regrets all the time. And right now, I think this is a lot of time for self-reflection to say, okay, what do I want? What do I want to get done? I, I, I just, I worry about people that want the brass ring, but don't want to put any effort into it. Yeah. And effort is the mindfulness. Effort is the physical dedication. Um, the disciplines, all of that has to go into it. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, I've tackled, I've tackled my whole life like a thousand jumps. 
right? So when I got into the restaurant industry and hospitality, which I should have been a hairdresser, but when I got into hospitality and um, I had one of my bosses say to me, um, I said, you, do you need any help? You look stressed. He said, do you know how to extend inventory? I said, sure. <laughs> and he said, I said, how do you do it? I want to make sure I do it the same way. And he, he showed me. And then I said, oh, that's how I do it. I didn't know oh, how to do good. it. That's good. I didn't know how to do it. But guess what? I just learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'll take that over for you. I can extend your inventory. And then he said, do you know how to do scheduling? And I said, yeah, how do you do it? Okay, good. And then he said, you know, you get to use 400 and some man hours. And I'd say, oh, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll get that done. And then I started creating my depth, right? My mm -hmm. depth and my contribution. You know, I still think about to this day working for the steak and ale restaurants, which I love this about, about yes. your school. Yes. And my training salon that I was at was in Plymouth, Michigan, but the amount of times I went to Farmington Hills and now there's a Paul Mitchell school uh -huh. at that old steak and ale property. Yeah. And so my DNA is in there. I always tell you, I'm floating yes. around in there somewhere, yes. you know? That, that's why that school is doing so well, because you're in there. <laughs> I'm floating in there somewhere. But people used to say to me, are you ever, do you ever like um, not give a hundred percent? Do you ever uh, take a short mm. And I'd have to tell you, no, if this is the way it should be done, that's the way I'm going to do it. I'll, t I'll tell you something about me that people don't know. If I throw something away and I miss the garbage can, I have to go back and put it in. I yeah. would never leave that for somebody else. Yeah, and integrity. I, right? I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that throw things out and they miss it and they're like, okay, I'll get it later. No, nope. mm. that'll eat at me, right? So what kind of integrity do you have when it's just you? When it's wow. just you. And so those thousand jumps prepared me to get what I wanted. And when I put the time in, I knew what the outcome was. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, this gift of time that you have right now to work on your business or work on your strategies mm. or, or thinking, don't waste it. Because that's time in that sometimes you haven't had before. Wow. I don't know. Terry, I, I, that's so good. I want to touch on that here in a moment. But I made number six, by the way. Uh, to have positivity, you have to have internal peace. And one of the ways to do that is to be crystal clear on what you want and start doing your 1,000 jumps. I love that. Talk to the stylist right now that's kind of just starting out. Uh, they're really frustrated because they're not able to build their business as fast as the, the last person did, right? Because they're always keeping their eyes on, they have comparison yeah. disease, you know? <laughs> yeah. Talk to them right now uh, how to be crystal clear because I have a lot of, stylist that will ask me to say, like, I just don't know what I want, you know? And I think well, part of them saying that is because they're just so frustrated. Well, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, you might not be able to have the, uh, the joy of being fully scheduled right now to be able to do your craft hundred percent of the time. But what you can do hundred percent of the right time right now is perfect your human connection ability right? And yes. so you can introduce yourself to every single person in the salon. You can be checking on your teammates. Do they need anything? You can be looking up 
to make sure that you have presence and learning how and volunteering for every cause that the salon is doing so you can get more comfortable with people. Some people still think that they can be more comfortable with hair than they are with people and be successful in this business. No, mm -mm. you have to be absolutely contagious and um, uh, soothing and welcome. You have to become that people person. And it isn't natural for all people, you know. It, you know, my husband is relatively shy. He works really hard at it. If he had his choice, he would sit back and watch the party, right? Versus be the party. That's his first choice. He works really, he works really hard at putting himself out there because it's expected of him. You know, I, I think back to how many people, even in, in restaurants, don't make their kids order their own meal and have respect to the server that's coming to the table. That drives me crazy. And I, I've told our children, you don't order with manners, you don't eat. They're, so, you know, I, I said to Steve one time, gosh, I hate turnover. It drives me, I hate training and I hate turnover. Oh God, I feel like all we do is train sometimes. <laughs> this was years ago, I said it to him. And then I walked uh -huh. one day to his office and said, you know what, I hate marginal performance a million times more than I hate turnover. Yes. Because with turnover, I've got a chance to create a new one with marginal performance somewhere. I've, I've lessened my ability to speak our, our expectations. Wow. And our okay. This is big. Okay. I made this number seven, Terry. We could go on all night. This could be a 24 hour thing here, but number seven, <laughs> I'm going to have to have you back is uh, hate marginal performance, have integrity. And that goes along with my dad has always said to us, his biggest lesson is always do the right thing. He instilled that in me so heavily. And he still says it to this day. He's in his eighties right now. And I tell you, it's, it's so incredible because we coach a lot of salon owners and it goes back to education. So educating of building that solid foundation. And so maybe your foundation is cracked right now. Maybe that's why you're panicking right now. Your sure. foundation is cracked because you built an unintegral business and no fault of yours. It's just what you were taught. You just weren't educated. Um, so, you know, you, you walk into some of these salons, Terry, and some of them have all independent contractors in them. Some of them have like hybrid salons of everything imaginable because they just opened up the floodgate. They broke their own code of culture. They can't set up like what you were talking about where a client walks in and fills that vibe. They know. In fact, we had a salon walkout and all the salon stylists went to a chair rental salon and the clients all followed them, but they all came back to our salon. And you know what they said to us? They said, I can't go in that kind of environment. Like I could just feel it. And I, I need to be here because this is exactly. family and it's everybody's friendly. People feel well, it. And when they do all of that different kind, when they lose, I mean, that's not the dream or what they set out to do when they started their business. They lost hope. They lost and hope. They, they gave the, you know, and, and there's a great line that says, in the absence of leadership, and we get this from the American president, the movie, I love it. But in the absence of leadership, people listen to anyone that steps up and takes the microphone. And 
sometimes you have a, a, a disgruntled employee that because you're not talking and defending and talking about your mission and vision on an ongoing basis, you gave the microphone to the negative Nelly on staff. And next thing you know, now you're having to defend the business that you started. And uh, we've got a salon right now that's thinking about, a very, very good salon that's thinking about going to booth rent. And I'm thinking, what, what happened? What happened? Who, who, who got what, to you? Yeah. Uh -huh. What, what got to you? What who happened and what? You? And wh why are you giving up what you, you set out to do? And I'm so sorry, right? I'm so sorry that that's happened to you. And, and I don't know if we can save her and get her back. And is it, is it worth the fight that you have to go through? I think an employee has a right, Steve always says this, I think an employee has a right back, uh, to put their you know, finger on your chest as an owner and say, do you mean it? Do you mean it? Yeah. They have a right for, to hear you defend your, your, um, your business and your leadership and your ideas. They, this, is our, this is our leader. You know, we need to hear from you. And some of them are far, some of them are far, far too silent. Yeah. And, and I think they set out to be a, a full-time hairstylist and decide to think that maybe the business could be part-time. And that's the problem right there. Exactly. It's like, no, <laughs> no. And it's not giving you more flexibility to own a business either because now you're 24 seven and you're not going to sleep. Like the first 10 years, I didn't even take a paycheck. You know, I was just like pouring into my business, just giving everything I had into my company, you know? So here's, okay. So stay positive. We've got number one, we can't, but, but, but God can. Number two, when fear creeps, in, creeps up, but you focus on your faith. Number three, to stay positive, over-communicate. Number four, educate. Educate yourself so well right now. We gave a bunch of really, really great ideas that I love. Five, build your wellness uh, by meditating, breathing, working out. Uh, number six, build your internal peace. By doing that, you have to be crystal clear on what you want. Number seven, hate marginal performance in yourself, first and foremost. Have integrity to do the right thing. Know how to truly run a business. There's so much free content out there right now. People mm -hmm. are out there to help you. Terry and I can help you. We both have a consulting businesses. We can help you. Um, and I put down uh, number eight, to embrace change, because I love that. Because to be positive, you have to embrace change. Because if you don't embrace change, you're going to go to the dark side, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. What did I miss in order to be positive? What's, what's one last step you think that I missed? I think just love your business. Mm. You got to love it. That's good. What, talk to that person right now that says, I don't love my business right now. <laughs> you're, you're, probably, you're probably not surrounded by people that are rooting you on, right? Yes. And I, I think surrounded. that makes a difference. Um, That's really good. I'm, yeah, because when I uh, talk to people right now, I'm just saying, I'm saying, listen, I learned this from one of my business partners is to be grounded physically and spiritually, be surrounded with higher minded people, and then be connected, start getting around people like us that can help you take your business to the next level for sure. So I love that. Um, first of all, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Usually through professional salon concepts. Is that your website? 
Yes, okay. www.professionalsalonconcepts.com. And also okay. you'll find us on Facebook too. And, and everyone here knows how to get a hold of me. Um, yeah. And feel free to do so. I, I am more than happy to talk through your frustration list. And usually when you talk through it, you'll know, usually when you list everything that's in the way, it's usually because you haven't put your foot down on your leadership. Mm, that's so good. Wow, and Terry. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Please give Steve a big hug for me for being on the beginning. What a blessing that was to be able to have him. I'll definitely need to have you back. Take right. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.